Hey good people, this is Jay and I Dom back with another reflection and this is a personal journal for contemplated people looking to think, grow and have impact in the world. So hey, I want to talk about the end of 2021 and about the end of season three. I am hitting the record button to do this. It's tough, but I am, um, I made a goal to hit 50 uh, episodes for this particular season and I have 30 minutes left <laughs> to meet this goal so we're definitely at the final hour and um, so I want to just quickly share a little bit with you because I need to be in a, a spiritual place when the, the new year uh, comes in it's important to me so I don't want to I don't want to be on this podcast while I'm doing it you are going to see this uh episode and the one previous uh to this episode as january 1st but i am recording it in my time zone we're still in 2021 december 31st okay so i went through the episodes that i wrote i um that i recorded for season three from august to december i didn't get a chance to do that for season two which would have been from January to June. But this is what I, I think there are seven areas in which I um, I feel like I've grown in for um, this year. And I think as a, there's an overall theme that I want to put to 2021. And I want to talk about my aspirations for 2022. I do this, um, so a lot of people don't do New Year's resolutions, and I don't know if they do reflections, but this is something I have been doing since forever. So this is, I didn't write in my journal. Normally I do this privately, and so you guys are getting the only reflection that I'm doing for the end of the year. Um, and I don't know if I like that or not. I don't know if I don't. I mean, I don't know if it's something that's going to be a problem or not, but <laughs> we will find out. I haven't had private time. Um, I would love to have some private time to bring in the new year. So, but anyway, I haven't had that yet other than me going through these episodes. So what I want to do is share the eight things that, um, the eight areas of growth. And then I want to talk about what I'm thinking for 2022, at least right now. And then I'm going to go quiet for, uh, January. I'm not going to do any episodes. Oh, well, let me say this. I'm not going to do any podcast episodes. More than likely, I will do some YouTube reflections, but I won't do any podcast reflections. So definitely uh, go to my YouTube channel just to stay connected. And But I'm also available if you want to go to YouTube and, excuse me, if you want to go to my website, yournidom.wordpress.com to uh, share some thinking or ask me a question, I'm here for it, okay? So I'm going to do my disclaimers and then I'll tell you the eight areas of growth that I think I have for 2021 and to tell you what I'm thinking about for 2020, 2022, that's crazy. And, um, but I'm not going to lock in any resolutions until I've had some time to really think. Uh, I think normally I do this New Year's resolutions. I start prepping for it through December, but I've been working on trying to get a book finished, and I did. Um, I have maybe some minor tech, like minor uh, technical issues, but the book is finished for real this time. 
And I'm really proud of it. And I will never write a book over several years like this because what happened was that I, as I matured, I would go back and look at drafts and go, I can't put that out. I no longer, I no longer think this or I no longer believe this. And so I, I was, I was in a constant state of revising. And so I, I don't want to write a book over several years again. I think it was really difficult. So, hey, if you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two that I use the most are Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Pushing those two systems together, I identify as an INTJ8. I also identify as being an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist of about 30 years. And I'm sorry, and half of that time has been in leadership. Um, I also identify as a critical race feminist, which basically means I have a sensitivity to power as relating to race, gender, class, and sexuality. This project is unedited and is unscripted, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen for season four. But we will talk about that in February because I am going to take the month of January off. If you want to know more about this project or how I'm showing up or why I'm showing up the way I'm showing up, please go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. All right, you guys. So there are eight things that I feel like um, capture my growth for 2021. I want to share that with you because you've been witness, you've been a witness to it. This is the first time. Um, this is the first full year that I can say I did a public journal and I was growing in real time in a very public and personal way. And so I wanted to share that with you. Okay. Number one, it was recent. Uh, there's a residue. I'm realizing that there's a residue of trauma that's on me. So while there might have been some trauma that I experienced in my childhood, I'm still dealing with that. And that residue is impacting how I do relationships and then there's a possibility that it's impacting how I show up at work so I need to consider that all right so that was one major takeaway from this year that I'm I have some work to do still and I'm still impacted by something that happened 50 years you know 50 40 years ago that seems important the second thing that came to me this year that's as far as I'm, my understanding my level of consciousness is that there is an instinctual me that's really aligned to my extroverted thinking and the type eight. And even though I pride myself as being mind over matter, like as an intuitive, I'm not overly governed by my sensory world. That there is a part of my sensory world that will activate me in a very consistent way. And I don't have a lot of control over it. And it relates to um, power and effectiveness. And so if I'm in an environment where power and effectiveness is an issue, I don't have any control. I'm going to pretty much um, show up and... That's probably not a big deal other than the fact that there's a part of me that has been really um, relishing in this place of serenity 
and I'm calling it a TI Serenity, even though TI is six in my stack. And it's not exclusively TI. It's probably TE and TI. That's my serenity place. And But when I'm in an environment that is about power and effectiveness, forget serenity. I, I am, I'm, I'm moving to action. And I have been fighting it for three years. And this year I've realized I can't fight it. It is just me. It is... It is me at my core, and I don't have a lot of control over it. I'm going to take action. Um, and so this whole idea of mind over matter. And it's interesting. I would love to know what other INTJs think about this because I don't. I also think I'm like, I'm not reactive. But there's this, this area that I'm serious. I can't even control it. And it's not reactive emotional. It's reactive strategic planning. Um, there's just a very, yeah, it's a very strategic analytical way that I, I am activated in an environment that's about power, particularly as it relates to power hoarding, uh, power imbalances, power abuse, and ineffectiveness. Okay, so number three is, the third thing I learned this year was about um, I'm still, I have a couple of unloving love relationships I need to work through. This is a very recent discovery, um, that there's some loving relationships that I'm in that are actually unloving and I need to, and I didn't write this down. I don't think if I did, it's going to be on repeat. I need to respect my intuitive self. That's letting me know that that that's giving me it's just indi- giving me an indication that's not loving, but we profess love. There's a professing of love, but there's not an experience of there's an experience of unloving mixed in with loving. And as if you listen to the episode that I released just the right before this one, that doesn't that's not possible. Love cannot be entangled with hurt, neglect, abuse. It just can't be. So that's something that I had to, I've had to process this year that I still have. I have two loving relationships that I'm fighting for or I was fighting for and I had to accept there's something unloving about it. Now it doesn't mean that I have to end it, although one of them I've totally repositioned. I'm not going to say it's over. I'm not ending that relationship, but that we, we've, I'm repositioning us. I'm not going to keep pretending like we're in a loving relationship or we're not. We're just not. Not according to my standards. Maybe your standards and most people, according to the, if you listen to the episode that I just did prior to this one, or no, it wasn't the one I did prior to this one. It was two episodes ago. I've kicked out maybe four or five today, so I'm a little confused. But the one that I did on Bell Hooks, Loving and Healing, is that what she says is that we want to believe that we're in these loving relationships, even though they're they're not loving. Because it, it, it would mess us up in the head to have to accept and acknowledge that they're not loving we need to feel that those relationships are loving so we kind of gaslight ourselves into believing that they're loving 
Um, so yeah, that's number three. Number four, um, this is something that has taken me a long time to get, but I have a leadership orientation and not just a leadership orientation, but an executive leadership orientation. And that executive leadership orientation influence has been very much influencing what I focus on, what I criticize, how I interact with people, how I mobilize people. And it's so weird that, I mean, I talked about this actually in the beginning of the year, that I have a hard time seeing myself as a leader. And I think just because I haven't held um, traditional leadership positions. I've held leadership positions, but they've not been traditional. They've been leadership positions born out of my innovation, out of my entrepreneurship. So they've been self proclaimed self-established leadership positions and I think for some reason I don't I don't I don't value that I didn't I wasn't respecting it but as I look at the 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 way that I have gone back into employment because I'm not living off of I'm not I'm not living off of my entrepreneurship right now so I've gone into employment and I have been pushing people responding to people challenging people over the last three years in a very consistent way around leadership. And so for whatever reason, I got it. There's a leadership orientation in me. Um, and there's a leadership commitment that I have. And I think that's an important learning point for my, for me this year. Because early in the, in the year, I was like, I don't know why I struggle with seeing myself as a leader. No, I don't see, I don't struggle with that. And I also have to thank, be thankful of the position that I have now. The position I have now has helped me. It is a leadership. It is, it is typed as a leadership position, but a lower leadership position. And this is interesting. It's a lower leadership position, but now I am training and challenging and grooming people who are in leadership positions above me. So we'll see. I'm not going to do this for a long time, but I am very glad to have this experience because I needed to see it. It's in me. It's in me and I do it with ease. I'm sitting at the table with people who are like three levels above me in the organizational chart. And I'm, I have no hesitation, no intimidation at all. Um, and so I'm, I'm very thankful for this position. And so some people will be like, well, I wouldn't do that. You're not getting paid to do it. No, but I needed this from, I needed this. I think the universe knew I needed to be reminded. Uh, of the leadership that's in me. I got to get going, you guys. 15 minutes before the new year. And I want to don't want to be on the podcast when that happens. Number five, this is one thing that has been going on this year for me. Questioning my... There's been a push for, like, being secure. I've been really pushing to be secure. But then as I become more secure, I've become... I feel, in many ways, I feel disconnected from my true self. I'm bored and I don't feel me. So the question that I've been realizing is that there's a difference between security and safety. And I've been making some decisions to be secure that ultimately are about being safe. And there's a difference between being secure and safe. So I can, one of the things I want to think about going into the new years is I want to be able to differentiate between what's being secure and what's being safe. And I can be secure without having to play it safe. 
Because I'm not a safe. I don't play it safe. I'm a risk taker. Because I I grow in the risk. Um, so I have to work that out. But this year it's about realizing that. Number eight. That there was an eight. Maybe it's a type eight. That was solidified. I knew it in 2020. But it became really clear in 2021. But what also became clear in 2021. Not just that I'm an eight. It's that I've been repressing the eight. Because of this idea. Because as an INTJ. I see a lot of. Um, I was interpreting eightness. Or anger as emotionalism. Excuse me. And it doesn't have to be emotional. But I'm committed for justice. I'm committed to make sure that people are not abused by power. That's not emotional. That my commitment can be incredibly strategic, incredibly thought out, incredibly um, learned. And so it isn't me acting out of my emotions. It's me acting out of my analysis. And that has been an important breakthrough for me. That was number six. Number seven, I had to say goodbye to my dad and all of the toxicity and the love. And I'm just very sad, very, very, very sad that he is not going to be with me in the new year. And, um, and really trying to have a posthumous relationship with him. Like our relationship was very toxic. And now that he's gone, I'm trying to find ways to, to, um, have a positive relationship with him after death. And so that was something that happened this year. And then number eight. Hold on. I think the last thing is, I was having a hard time reading my handwriting, is this higher higher level living, higher frequency living. And just accepting that I have been dedicating my entire adult life to self-actualizing, growing and being a better person. That means it's not going to be easy for me to just enter into relationships with people. Because I'm going to have different standards, a different level of commitment. And that's okay. And I need to own that. As I am trying to um, move into, um, as a human, as a social being, I need to be in some so, in a social space. I need to interact with people. I need to belong. But I've been struggling because I've not, I'm, I've been trying to belong to people who were still, Operating off of this unhealthy paradigm of love. Who weren't committed to a higher order living. Higher frequency living. And I think that's a, a good, a strong takeaway for me for 2021. That I want to continue to grow like the guy Patrick said. Go listen to the last two episodes. In terms of trauma, that when we come from trauma, we have to... If first of all, we have to heal because otherwise we keep attracting that trauma to us through new relationships. So I got that, but that we need to bring people into our lives that are also healthy, so that they can be in journey with us, hold us accountable, support us as we try to heal and grow. And I was not making connections that way. I don't know how I'm going to find these people, but that is my learning. My what I've learned this year. You guys, it's been a pleasure. Oh, no, 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 no. You guys, if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a, a heart. If this conversation about like wrapping up the new year and 
all of the growth that I've done around trauma and professional growth and what I'm committed to and leadership, whatever, any of the things that I've talked about in this reflection, if it connects to a conversation that you've had in the world, please take this link and share it. If my moving about inspired some randomness in you, please find a way to share that with me. You can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. You guys, I kicked it out. This is episode 50. <laughs> and so I hope you guys are not trying to consume all this at the at the same time. I'm going to be quiet for the podcast for January. So take your time and move through these. Go back to some. Don't go to season one because <laughs> I don't like those episodes. But, I mean, you can. They're all out there. I have three seasons now. And I'll come back in February and talk to you about season four. But um, I'm really thankful that this project exists. I've grown tremendously because of you all. Having a place to talk out loud with you all. And I'm, I'm very thankful. My growth is in a huge, in huge part because you are here. Okay. And um, some of my episodes are ridiculous. They are ridiculous, but I'm thankful that you are supporting this project by your downloads and you're sharing all the same, okay? Let me give you your homework assignment. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I've said some things, what did I No. If me moving about in this reflection has caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear that. You can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com, Twitter, yournidom1, Facebook, nidom leadership, and YouTube, yournidom. Now, let me give you your homework assignment. One second. Name three things, maybe more, but name three things, at least three things that you learned this year as relating to growth. Not three things you're going to do for the new year, but three things you just have grown in that you, that you weren't conscious of in 2020. How has 2021 increased your con- consciousness, increased your growth? How are you a better person? Three ways. Just write it down. I'm going to talk about my New Year's resolutions. When I come back in February, I need some time to think about it and negotiate with myself. But until then, I definitely think about these eight things that I've learned this year. I'm this Even with my dad passing, which is hard. But I'm very glad of all the areas that I've grown in. Now I'm going to spend the remaining eight minutes of 2021 in silence so that I can enter into 2022 fully resolved to continue on in my growth. Okay. You guys, it has been a pleasure hanging out with you today and all day. I've kicked out five episodes um, for this season and for this project. Until I come back, be well. Bye.